Welcome to Forward Talks by Gumbuk, a podcast about moving towards sustainability in the region and beyond. I'm Tatiana Antonelli. On today's episode, we're joined by David Ramos Alvarez, Senior Manager of Sustainability at HSBC, and Keith Bradley, Founder and Managing Partner at Globally. The two companies have partnered together as part of the Living Business Program, which aims to help startups adopt more sustainable practices in their operations. They shared more about their partnership, how you can get involved, as well as other initiatives by HSBC to help sustainability programs across the region. David, who is also a Living Business Program Ambassador, shared with us how the program started in Hong Kong back in 2004. It's actually a program that was designed to help uh, implement or incorporating socially and environmental sustainable practices into those SMEs business operations. Uh, this would help them become more competitive and productive in the long run. Uh, the program has kind of a two-component side. It has a learning platform where SMEs can actually learn about the best practices in corporate sustainability and also offers recognition to those SMEs that have an outstanding performance. If we look at the Middle East, uh, around 90% of the registered companies in here, they are considered SMEs and in the GCC alone, there are 20 million people that are employed by SMEs. There is an, uh, even an annual growth rate of almost 2.5%. So we, we thought from HSBC Middle East that bringing that uh, Asia program in here made all the sense. And that's why we reached out to, to Keith and we started collaborating with, with Globally and, and getting the Ring Foundation to bring that program here. Yes, so uh, the program is, as David mentioned, is very much aimed at SMEs in the region. And many of these businesses have been very successful. They've been running very successful businesses over quite a period of time, but they haven't always had time or, or to focus on their sustainability. Perhaps they've installed LED light bulbs. Perhaps they've done something to make the air conditioning more efficient. Perhaps they've looked at how they can re recycle, reuse some of their water. Uh, but the reality is that technology in this area is changing very fast. And the program is really aimed at helping these businesses understand the full spectrum of things that they can do to become more sustainable. The program is, has three pillars. It has an environmental, a social and a governance pillar and companies coming into the program can work with us on one of those or, or three of those or two of those, any combination they want. Uh, but what they do need to do is implement one initiative this year that's going to make a material difference, a measurable difference to, to either their environmental sustainability, their social sustainability, or their governance best practices, their governance frameworks. So how is Living Business supporting companies in becoming more sustainable practically? So we're doing two things for the businesses. We are working with them to understand their current operating model and look at ways we can either improve their environmental footprint or help them on the social side in terms of their staff, maybe health and safety, inclusiveness, or what's become particularly what's become a, a particular request in this year, not surprisingly, is actually help their staff cope with um, the challenges of a very uncertain and unusual environment. Usually we go and find partners who can help them implement 
uh, sustainable solutions in the environmental or the social arena. Once they've implemented those solutions towards the end of the year, we will come back to them and we will then move into the final phase of the program, which is to showcase what they've done. We are very passionate. We really believe that the program needs to be, have a snowball effect so that the companies who are in it this year uh, become uh, advocates, they become examples for other companies to follow perhaps next year as they see the benefits of sustainability, not just for the environment, not just for their staff, but for the overall health of the business. And what are the challenges uh, in implementing sustainable solutions? I think one of the biggest challenges is, is helping companies understand that sustainability is not, uh, well, it's not CSR. It's not the same as CSR in the sense that, you know, a CSR project uh, maybe the company contributes some money to do something perhaps with their team, perhaps uh, elsewhere in the world, that's really good for the planet, that's good for people, that's good for the environment. But it's not actually having a direct and measurable impact on their business. And what, we, what, we, what we're aiming to do through this program is really make sustainability a core component of what the company is doing so that the company's own operations become more profitable or attract more buyers um, so that they really see a bottom line benefit to, to the program and to sustainability going forwards. So that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest challenge is just educating companies that yes, there are things you can do. They will help the planet, they will help your team, but they, at the end of the day, they will have a bottom line impact on your business. And I think as more companies recognize that, um, then the, the, that's when sustainability will really take root deeply in the, in the core SME private sector in the UAE and in the Middle East. And we are seeing already in a lot of reports coming out of, of the situation with the COVID-19 crisis globally that uh, those companies that have a stronger ESG performance, that they look at sustainability and they embed sustainability practices in the core of what they do, they are actually more resilient. And that's something that it was already kind of... There were a lot of studies saying that that would happen in case of a situation like this, but this is kind of a real-life test for, for, for that, and it's proven right. It's proven right that... Those companies that are sustainable, they are better prepared to cope with these kind of situations. And that's something that links very closely. There are a lot of uh, kind of uh, links or, or people that are, or researchers that are linking that connection between the COVID-19 crisis and what could happen in a few years with climate change if, if we don't do anything around it. So you see this as a way to recovery as well? Uh, for companies, it's a very specific message to say, let's not forget about sustainability uh, as a, a possible way out and a recovery from COVID-19. I think this is kind of a reset button that, that happened to the world. And uh, there is a, a lot of uh, very smart people saying that we cannot go back to what we were doing before. And I totally agree. We we need to look at things in a different way because if we don't, we're going to end in the same situation in 2050 or, or 2100 when when those big global risks uh, that, that come along from, from the climate crisis, it will be probably much bigger than this even and, and affect many more people. So we have to rebuild 
the economy in a different way. And that's what we're trying to do with, with programs like these that support companies that are maybe at, at the smaller size right now, but they have the potential to grow. The, the program itself uh, is part of what we HSBC does as part of our philanthropic arm. So we do a, we do sustainability in HSBC in two ways. So to say we have the sustainable finance arm, which is what we do as the business to support the growth of companies in a more sustainable way. And then we have the philanthropic arm of what we do, which is just that charitable giving to organizations that are supporting the causes that we think are important in the region. This is one of the, in that philanthropic arm that I was talking about, this is one of the multiple programs we have in the region. Last year, in 2019, alone, we, we allocated $2.3 million uh, to programs that support entrepreneurs with an ESG focus. And for 2020, we have already allocated or committed uh, $1.2 million. So this is something that, that we want to have uh, a focus on because we understand the importance of those companies to, to grow and to operate in a, in a very sustainable way. David, you mentioned that back in 2019, you've been working with different programs and supporting um, entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs with the ESG focus. Uh, could you mention um, some of them to, to, to our listeners maybe who could be interested? Absolutely, yeah. Since, yeah. Actually, this came along from a change in our global strategy in 2017, November 2017, where we decided that entrepreneurship is something that we want to focus globally uh, within sustainability, uh, the HSBC sustainability team. So we started try, we started to find different programs and, and partnerships in the region that were relevant to us. So, for instance, we have running right now the, the C3 Social Impact Accelerator that has been, I think this is the second year that it's running, and uh, it's been very, very successful. It's implemented now around seven countries in the region. And uh, we have other programs. Uh, we have a mentorship program that we launched this year with the Indus Entrepreneur. So we are supporting those entrepreneurs on a monthly basis, different people with different skill sets to help them cope with, uh, with their daily operations and also with the current situation with the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, last year as well, we partnered with the Environment Agency in Abu Dhabi with the Technology Innovation Pioneer Platform. And the summit that happened in February this year, which was a very successful event with more than 4,000 people applying to that program and looking to innovate in, in sustainability-related topics. So, so far, how many companies have applied uh, to the program? So we've had 43 companies register for the program. We were hoping for 50, program, for 50 companies originally. Obviously, with COVID-19 coming along, there are a few companies who pulled back and said, really, given the, uh, the issues they have, making sure their production continues, uh, that this is not something they're able to handle right now. Um, we, but we do, we're very conscious of the things we were just talking about that David was highlighting as well. Uh, we, so we're very keen, if there are other companies in the UAE who would like to take a serious look at sustainability this year and perhaps do something about their sustainability this year, we would be very happy to talk to them and see if this program can help them uh, make the first step uh, in, in, in a journey which can be very rewarding for them in the long term. And would you be able to give us some more information about the companies that have already applied? I mean, it would be interesting to understand their profile, um, if, if you can see a difference between them, but still the same interest and focus on sustainability. 
So I think the, the, the companies that have applied are pretty much as diverse as uh, the range of companies in the UAE. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different industries. We've had companies from the construction sector, the logistics sector, food sector, um, uh, health, health uh, products. So a really a, a big range of, of different industries involved. Um, uh, at the, uh, the sorry, the electrical industry, uh, metals industry. We've also had a, a very big range in terms of the size of companies. So we've had some some quite small companies, some companies that are working with, for example, e-mobility. There's a couple of com- early stage companies who are, who are who are bringing new e-mobility solutions to to the UAE. Um, but we're right up to very big uh, manufacturing businesses in, in the cons- big construction companies and, and big manufacturing businesses in, for example, the food sector. So it's, a, it's really, a, a, and that's one of the really encouraging things that, that there's, the sustainability message is touching businesses across the whole of the UAE economy. Um, and that's really, really important if the UAE is going to continue its transformation to becoming a very sustainable place to do business and to live. That's fascinating. And how were you thinking to showcase this initiative and, and the results uh, after the first year? So uh, the plan is to, we will, when, once we get towards the end of the year, we will go back to bi- the businesses who are involved in the program and say, okay, what, what's happened? How has your implementation gone? We agreed what you were going to do. We've, we're agreeing base case metrics with them at the moment so we can measure what they achieved during the course of the year. Um, we will go back to them at the end of the year and say, okay, how has it gone? How successful has your implementation been? Has what you've done delivered the sort of results that you were expecting, both quantitatively and qualitatively? Um, and then we will run a, a graduation ceremony uh, hopefully a, a face-to-face event. I hope by that stage we will be in a position where we can do that. Um, and we will get the companies together, we'll get other people who've been involved with the program along the way together to, to show what these companies have achieved. And we will also be running Get In The Ring, as David mentioned, are a partner in the program. They have a wealth of experience in running uh, these sorts of programs, programs to introduce change to companies, and then run competitions to showcase what companies have achieved. So they will be running their Get In The Ring uh, competition. It's a very high energy pitching contest where we actually put two companies in a boxing ring and we run rounds of questions which they answer. There's a a judge, a panel of judges who who will score their responses and adjudicate uh, overall winners. So that's the plan. As I say, I hope with COVID-19, we will be able to achieve it um, in uh, probably in December. I would love to ask uh, David, uh, why this partnership? Why HSBC Middle East and Globally Together for the living business? I said before, I gave before some some numbers around around, the importance of SMEs in, in the Middle East, uh, they, they account for 90% of the registered companies. If we take it down to the UAE alone, which is where this program is going to be implemented, there are more than 350,000 SMEs, and those are around 94% of the total number of companies operating in the company. 
uh, we are probably the, the biggest or, or, or one of the leading international banks in the region. So, of course, this is something we need to look at. And that's why we, we reach out uh, or we, we have the conversation where we wanted to bring that program from Hong Kong to here uh, with getting the ring because the, the how the program works it was very similar so it was, they were very aligned and of course where Keith uh, when, when we had the first conversation with Keith he understood very quickly what we wanted to do. So you mentioned uh, as part of the partnership uh, a third party getting the ring I'd love to know more about them and, and what is their role. So, so Keith maybe you want to take this one because they, they are your partners actually so probably you're better positioned to take this one. question. Yes, David, Get In The Ring are a not-for-profit. They're based in the Netherlands and they work with companies to help companies make transformational change, usually using new technologies. Uh, they do a lot of work around sustainability. So they're working with uh, The Hague or how to use technology to integrate old people more into the community, for example. They also have been doing work uh, in India on how to use tech, new technologies to reduce air pollution. Uh, so they were a, a natural partner for this program, uh, obviously, because we're, we're trying to do exactly that. And where does the name Get in the Ring come from? So Get in the Ring, as I mentioned earlier, is the, is the pitching contest that Get in the Ring organizes uh, for some companies when they're, when they're running these change programs to showcase uh, what the change? What changes are are happening? What what changes are coming about? And as I mentioned earlier, they get contestants in a ring. Two contestants. They have an umpire in the ring as well, who fires questions at them, and then the panel of judges will adjudicate which of the two contestants has given the best answers, has given the knockout blows. <laughs> are you looking at something similar for the living business? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, yes, we, we, we will be running the same, we will be running a Get in the Ring uh, competition as part of the graduation ceremony in December, uh, COVID-19 allowing, yes. I just hope they don't get too serious with, with, with the blues. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't wait to, to see that and to be able to participate in, in this. Yeah, I, and if there are companies out there listening to this podcast who would like to be like to be at that competition, who'd like to be part of the competition, we'd love to hear from you and talk to you about your sustainability challenges and perhaps what, what together we can do this year uh, to get you in the ring. You can find out more about the Living Business Programme via the link in our show notes and we hope to connect with some of you at the Get in the Ring competition hopefully later in the year. In the meantime, I hope you're all staying safe. You can connect with us on Instagram at Kumbuk, that's G-O-U-M-B-O-O-K and find all our episodes for free in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify or on the web at gumbuk.com slash podcast. Thank you again and see you next week. Bye.